KRCL, Salt Lake City. Support for Radioactive on KRCL comes from our sustaining members and Mark Miller Subaru. Welcome to Radioactive, a show for grassroots activists, community builders, punk rock farmers, and DIY creatives. I'm Laura Jones. On the show tonight, we will get to a Voices Amplified takeover, their final one, but more as guests this evening as they take a victory lap and reflect on the shows that they built over the last semester, what they think of journalism, the fourth estate for their generation, what they might be getting ready to do, and of course... We'll pull from their playlist throughout the semester. They matched up music with their guests, with the subjects that they covered. And if you check tonight's show notes, you can find a link to that playlist and check it out. There's, oh, I think, close to 50 songs on it. Also tonight, though, rallies and resources. If you go to krcl.org, you can find a bunch of things happening. Tonight, 7 o'clock, up at the state capitol. In fact, they're setting up for it right now, and if you want to help with the ADA setup, you can get on up there. It is a celebration of the force for good trouble, good change, that was our friend Sarah Johnson. Sarah with a P, maybe you met her. Maybe you had the chance to advocate for Disabled Rights Action Committee along with her, along with so many things. We lost her over the weekend. And we've been paying tribute to her today. She was a big volunteer down here at the station. And in 2018, International Women's Day at the Utah Capitol, KRCL did a a big thing. Lucius was going to play. We invited about a dozen women and female-identifying individuals to join us in rapid-fire succession and share their thoughts on International Women's Day. And Sarah with a P was there, of course. You can see the entire event on our website, krcl.org. But I wanted to share with you Sarah's comments. So without any further ado, Sarah with a P. I'm a little excited right now. So it may seem to some of you out there that International Women's Day is a little tone deaf, maybe a little obsolete at these times of non-binary gender and gender roles. We're seeing a lot of progression towards gender fluidity, and this excites me greatly. But for now, I will continue to celebrate the fight for women's equality because we're not there yet. But what I am most fighting for is not women themselves, but the fact that anything deemed feminine or womanly is seen as a disadvantage, as something dirty that we don't want to be covered by. Whether we are female, trans or cis, whether we are male, trans or cis, or whether we are non-binary and don't necessarily feel that we are male or female. One thing remains true. We have a very narrow, acceptable behavior that we are allowed to behave in. And these prescribed behaviors are dangerous as a society, not only to women, but to our men out there. And men, I hope you are listening. My husband and I, when we were married, got a little gift from my mother. It was the Good Wife's Guide from 1950. It tells me what a good wife does. And I must be honest, we did actually take a number of these suggestions into account. As a woman born with a disability that left me unable to perform a number of household tasks, it was my husband that became the nurturer, the house cleaner, the meal preparer. He did this willingly, knowing that when I come home at the end of a long, long day of fighting for rights, 
I need those slippers waiting for me and a very stiff drink. But sadly, I know many, many women who still work all day and then are expected to take care of the kids. I sadly know other women that end up disabled because their husbands throw them against walls for not fulfilling their wifely duties. It is time we get over these prescribed roles and we all become the nurturer. We all figure out when it's time for you to pick up those womanly roles. And at the end of today, when I go and get into my bright orange challenger and someone asks me, are you man enough to handle that car? My answer is no. But I'm sure as hell woman enough. Sarah with a P. Sarah Johnson speaking at our International Women's Day event at the Utah State Capitol back in 2018. I'll put a link in the show notes if you would like to watch that yourself. And uh, I want to remind you, too, that at 7 o'clock at the Utah State Capitol, friends of Sarah, colleagues of Sarah are meeting to remember her larger-than-life life. We lost her over the weekend. Many folks at KRCL knew her. She was a longtime volunteer as well. And I just thought I'd pick a Lucia song since Lucia's played after our speakers that day. And this is the Wilda Woman song. And it really kind of gets me for Sarah. I love you, Sarah, wherever you are. Peace, love, and happiness. And feels like Chicago winds in Support for KRCL comes from Mark Miller Subaru. With the Subaru Share the Love Season, supporting youth mentorship and environmental stewardship programs. More information at markmillersubaru.com. Outdoor Afro celebrates and inspires black connections and leadership in nature. Now with chapters in Salt Lake City and Park City. More details at outdoorafro.com. New Sustainer Day was a big success. Thanks to all those that became a sustainer or increased their current sustaining membership. And a special thanks to Tracy Aviary and Natural History Museum of Utah for donated passes to help motivate us all. If you didn't donate, you can still support at krcl.org. You hear that music? That means Voices Amplified teams are in the house from Salt Lake Community College. I'm Laura Jones, executive producer of Radioactive, and I had the distinct pleasure the last semester to work with students from Salt Lake Community College, Amplify Utah. Their professor and the founder of Amplify Utah is here. Marcy Young-Cancio, hi. Hi, Laura. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Thanks for coming in. And we're doing this live. We've usually been Zooming it. I know. It's so fun. So and much pressure. I can't wait to do it again and have the students work live. But let's talk about what we did because, you know, you've been working on media literacy with Amplify Utah, raising the next crop of journalists and getting them excited about the fourth estate. What about this collaboration do you think is is valuable given the Salt Lake Community Model, Salt Lake Community College model after all? Well, in addition to just being fun and a great way to stay connected with the people around you and the world around you, you get to learn a lot more about the community that you're in. And, uh, you know, I am not college aged. So <laughs> Me <it's>, neither, sister. <laughs> it's awesome to have so many diverse folks from diverse ages and backgrounds coming to the show, bringing their interest in stories that matter to them um, and kind of getting out of our bubble of what we maybe normally kind of gravitate to. Uh-huh. Um, I've learned so much from all of these students and like I'm beaming with pride with everything that they've done. They have honestly completely crushed it all semester long. Well, we got together and said, can we make a class? Right. Well, basically I said, Marcy, can you make the class? <laughs> I'll help get it on the air. And the community college was all for it. Yeah, it's great. So we did this in partnership with Salt Lake Community College, where I'm an assistant professor of journalism and digital media, and with Amplify Utah, which is a nonprofit that I founded uh, in the summer of 2020. And the whole idea is to increase stories of representation. What stories are we not seeing out there in our mainstream media as much? Mm -hmm. And if we're not seeing those stories, we can't really understand the world around us fully. Like our 
our range of media literacy is automatically shortened. We can't yeah. see it. We can't know it. And so it's using um, the great resources that we have at the college, but mostly using the brains of these students to be like, hey, this is a story that I don't see out there, and I want to see this covered. And so students in the journalism classes then go out, report the stories, write them, work with people to help kind of amplify these voices that aren't normally being heard. And uh, this collaboration with KRCL was just such a cool progression of everything that we've been doing over the last year and a half or so. To take that work they're already doing and then say, all right, let's bring it to the medium of radio. Right. So we had the students working as bookers, as digital media, um, uh, running the back end when we record it and all the timing. Right. I so we help. ended with nine students. Nine students. Split into two teams, which we called it Team Awesome and Team Boss because we didn't want to make either team think there was an A team or a B team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, they, they split along these roles. So there was a lead producer every week, an associate producer, a booker, a digital producer, and then of course the host. And one of the main goals too uh, that I know you're very, very uh, supportive of is diversifying the story you tell her. Who gets to tell the story? That's part of the aim of what you're working toward it, the community college, as well as us here right. at Radioactive. I mean, there's this idea, and you know, we've talked about this before, but there's this idea, and I think that a lot of people have heard it, that journalism gives voice to the voiceless. Well, that's absolutely nonsense. Everybody has a voice. Mm-hmm. They might just not have a platform in which they can amplify that voice. So our goal is to try to help people amplify those stories, their voices, bring their own sense of self in their communities to local media where other people who might not have a chance to engage with that can have that opportunity. So. Well, we got some folks tonight sharing Yay. some of their, their favorite moments, and uh, let's get them on now. So we have with us Alexi Zollinger. Hi, Alexi. Hi. Oh, sorry. For some reason, we're having issues with our mics. Go ahead. Hi. There you are. Is that better? Okay. Yes, absolutely. Then Amy Schaefer is with us as well. Hi, Amy. Hi, how are you? Glad to have you all here. So uh, we're going to start with a few clips. And Lexi, tell us, you know, are you meaning to be a journalist? Are your studies directed at that? Yes. Okay, tell us why. Yeah, that's the goal. Um, Because I really like people. I'm really interested in people. And I think um, sharing stories from individual people can help bring people together and kind of bridge the divide. It seems like everybody's so divided and yeah yeah hyper politicized and everything else i like to share stories of just like people and things that can bring the community together i've been worried about the next generation of journalists feeling safe going out into the field and asking questions and not having their their uh their intentions questioned how did you Mm -hmm. feel about approaching people for stories um I felt pretty okay. There, there's been a couple times where people have like been like, eh, I don't want to talk to you, yeah. you know, like oh rejection, yeah, ooh, like I'm, you know, go, you're Fake gonna have news. to talk to somebody above me or something like that. Sends yeah. me to somebody else, but um, most of the time I felt okay about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it hasn't been too bad, but I'm sure as I get deeper and deeper into writing stories, there will probably be some more experiences that will be like that. Well, folks, one of the things we did is we bring the reporters on as guests to help shape the radio conversation we had. You wrote two stories about sex ed, Mm -hmm. and one in particular about how a lack of sex ed is affecting LGBTQ students. And Mm -hmm. Marcy, I believe you were the host on on this show, and we're going to set up this clip here with Ellie Uber. How'd you meet Ellie? Uh, I actually overlapped with Ellie for about a year at Mm -hmm. Brighton High School, and then I started at Slick, and... A year later, so she came out as a lesbian. So I thought I'd just return and see how that was going for her still in high school and how she felt her education was inclusive or not inclusive. All right, here's our clip. And I believe this is from our January 31st show. Here we go, Voices Amplified. So Ellie, tell us then, how did you get involved with trying to find more ways to share information about sex education and gender and sexuality education in schools? Um, well, it all kind of started when I came out, which was my sophomore year. And, um, and so I'm in a position like time period within myself of finding out who I am, what that truly is. And so I'm doing a lot of research and I've always been a very social person, very talkative person. And I love when people ask me questions. So people start asking me questions, straight friends, queer friends, people who are questioning 
and I started just relaying all this information and it encouraged me to like research even more. And so it just became, I became like a voice at Brighton of like equality and sexual education in that sense, because a lot of people just, the information I was telling them flabbergasted them. They had no clue that was what was happening. What, do you have an example? Um, a lot of it is a lot of the hate that people get and like experiences I've uh, had um, that like revolve around hate and stuff and like just real, real world issues. A lot of my straight and heterosexual friends just had no idea that could even happen to someone. So a lack of, lack of exposure. And so am I hearing you say that an education, a kind of a formalized education around these issues is something that you'd like to see? Yeah, very much so. Um, I mean, I've had a history class every day since I was in sixth grade up to now. And I truly, I feel educated on history, but there's almost a chunk of history and knowledge that I feel like myself and other students miss out on. And it's LGBTQ history and knowledge. And I feel like it really should be incorporated into schools. And how do you think that would shift the conversation or shift an understanding within your high school environment and for people who are learning more about the world and through things that they might not normally be exposed to? How would that education help? I'd say it would create more of like a normalization of it. Um, when we learn long division in math, when we're kids, it seems unlike we, how am I supposed to understand that? What, that makes no sense. And then you, you grow up and you learn more and more. And then you look back and long division is so easy. And I think, and it becomes normal. Math becomes normal. And I want it to be like a thing of like, it just becomes normal to understand LGBTQ. It just becomes normal. And that is Ellie Uber from the January 31st Voices Amplified takeover of Radioactive with Alexi Zollinger, who wrote a couple of stories that went into the Globe and I believe the Salt Lake Tribune, right, mm -hmm. Alexi? Yes. And Marcy Uncancio hosting that edition. So uh, what is a takeaway for you from this class and maybe what kind of journalist you'd like to be after meeting and writing the stories of folks like Ellie Uber? Um, I'd really like to continue to focus on, I really like the idea of writing about education and especially um, people who are growing up in Utah. I sometimes feel like p public education is, can be under fire um, with people debating on who, what they want to be taught and what isn't. So I'd like to continue to cover education and public education. Um, and I'd like to continue meeting people like Ellie who are just kind of doing their own thing and taking it upon themselves to, um, you know, uh, educate their peers yeah. and raise awareness to that. We almost lost you in the class because yeah. you, you had some 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 logistical challenges yeah. and dropped it, and then you came Working back. Working in school is hard. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. So, what are your plans? Um, I'm going to continue writing for the Globe, and then I actually am going to do this like every other week kind of mentorship at the Salt Lake Tribune as well over the summer. Fantastic. So, we'll yeah. keep in touch. All right. Yeah. I, will. I didn't know that. That's so exciting. <laughs> yeah. Breaking yeah, news next here month. On I know. Yeah. <laughs> Breaking news on Radioactive. I yeah, love it. I love it. Okay, we're talking with Voices Amplified journalists from Salt Lake Community College, Amplify Utah, and our collaboration every Monday for this last semester on Radioactive. And now Amy Schaefer is joining us. And Amy, one of the most memorable for me was this get, as we say in the biz, that you got with someone who had been in Utah, went to school at Utah Valley University, I believe. Correct. Why don't you reacquaint us with your friend Anton? So, yeah, so Anton... Um, Padubny was actually a UVU student and graduated from UVU, but he is from Ukraine. And he actually met his wife at UVU, who is also from Ukraine. So um, they had gotten married in 2001 and went back to Belisturvka to... Um, I recognize that name from the news. Yeah, to settle down. And she was, you know, um, she got pregnant shortly after they got married and um i live by a professor named heidi who said amy uh, can you do anything about this and i said let's see what we can do <laughs> got anton by zoom and talk about 
a surreal experience for yeah. them giving birth in a war zone essentially right yeah so anton um to put this into context he's when i started talking to him was 21 years old he recently turned 22 his wife just a few years older than him um you know a lot of the students that i go to school with not close to my age but they are you know 21 22 um and yeah she they had a birth plan you know like how relatable is that you have your plan you have um the crib you have all of those things and um then february 24th happened Mm -hmm. and they were literally woken up by a boom by a bomb um not far from where they lived and so they had to start making some really tough decisions well, we'll put a link in tonight's show notes. You can go look up the April 4th, 2022 show, um, a conversation with Anton. But you actually got a follow-up, another great get. You want to set up this clip for us? Yeah, so I have been trying to keep in touch with him. Um, they did have a little girl um, in Bilisovka, um, kind of in a bomb shelter. And then they, they fled about 500 miles west. And so I was trying to keep um, in touch with them and what has been really remarkable in the over a span of six to seven weeks is seeing his demeanor change from kind of hopeful to knowing I don't think we're going to go back to his to his town to Bilisovka all right here is a follow-up that Amy conducted with Anton Podubny voices amplified on KRCL's radioactive yeah well, we, one of the biggest uh, concerns for us is like how the education system is going to be, um, how, um, how comfortable it is going to be like for us to raise a child, uh, what opportunities she will have here, um, because we want her to be, you know, like an educated person and with, with opportunities like if she wants to be a doctor there will be a school where she will be able to go if she wants to be a lawyer or you know something else so yeah we 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 are already planning all those things um one of the things we were talking about if there is no future for for our daughter here then we will might we, we might need to start planning on you know moving somewhere else like yeah, it's either Europe or in in the U.S. Um, yeah, so yeah, yeah. We, we are planning those things. As far as parents, we're doing. I think we're doing great. Um, we are getting a lot of a lot of help from uh, Valentina's mom and grandma, which is such a big blessing. Um, thankfully, for all the support that we got from other people, prayers and and other things like it's been we feel we feel father our god's love and we know that um some people are in in much worse conditions we're not complaining but we are just trying to be grateful for the things we have right now we're grateful that, that we have we have food we're grateful that we have you know uh shelter and and the roof above our heads um yeah, I think for, for for what we can do right now for our daughter, I think we're doing everything we can. Anton Podubny, in a follow-up conversation near the border in Hungary with our guest this evening, Amy Schaefer, a solid community college uh, journalist and now graduate, I understand. Correct. correct? <laughs> so it's great you've been able to take stay in touch with Anton. Please bring us more conversations. Yeah, right? he, he wants to stay in touch, so I definitely will. Um, that's just such a horrible thing to contemplate um family giving birth in a war zone and here we see it happen and does this bring to mind to you the power of of radio being able to get in touch with him via technology and then amplify his voice yes and honestly that was what he was searching for when heidi reached out to me is He's like, I don't want people to become complacent. And he has Utah ties. He is, you know, um, he's one of us. He's he's an everyday person who is just trying to raise his child with his wife. And the conversations I've had with him, he is one of the most humble, grateful people I have ever spoken yeah. to. Um, everything. He, my favorite thing he ever said was knocking on the wood. <laughs> Instead of knocking on wood, was knocking on the wood. You know, we're still 
um, or still here, yeah. you know. So, yeah, and he's just a proud, proud daddy. Yeah. Marcy, having your students do this kind of work, it's got to be pretty rewarding. Yeah, I mean, I think the cool thing about the work that these students are doing, not just Amy and Alexi, but all the students who have been published, is that they're taking stories that you might hear or see in local news. I mean, we're obviously, we're hearing tons about what's happening in Ukraine. The sex education debate in Utah is one for the ages. We've been having it for many generations. But the work that they're doing is going into a story and they're putting a spin on it that they've been able to discover in their own way. I mean, I have not read too many stories about sex ed um, education around LGBTQ plus issues from the perspective of a student exclusively in very much mainstream media. And I think yeah. that's a really important um, angle to be able to explore when you're talking about exploring stories more fully. And this is the really cool work that they're doing. Well, Amy, what's next for you? Um, you know, I did graduate last year. I hung on for this class and I started a job today at um, KSL News Radio. So congratulations. Thank you. They are very lucky, but I hope you'll still come back and I will. bring us some conversation. I mean, it is <laughs> worth noting that Amy, um, we've just we've called her a graduate, but she was also the graduate of excellence oh, for 2021 <laughs> for the School of Arts Media and uh, Arts Communication and Media at Salt Lake Community College. So she is not only a graduate, but she's like graduate plus. <laughs> well, and you graduate brought me plus. something from your yeah. first place chat book. And it's this this win has even more meaning for you, I understand, yeah. because it's a promise to a late friend that this publication of from the Dust of Stars by Amy Schaefer is fulfilling. Yes, and this was not a planned plug, people. It really wasn't. <laughs> she brought me my copy. And I'm like, well, you know what happens when people put their poetry in my hand and they're on the show. So would you mind favoring us with something from this? Sure. Okay. I can, um, Tell us a little bit more about your, your mentor. Okay, so my mentor, um, Jeff Metcalf, he um, started Valley High School. He was one of the founders. It was an, alter an alternative school um, that I went to in 1996 and graduated in 97 and he was my journalism teacher we ended up doing tons of writers conferences he read a poem at my wedding we were just the closest of friends um he definitely every everything i was in the newsroom mm -hmm. um came from him great what are you gonna read yeah. for us so this um is called stars and i actually wrote this um the last time that we um, spent time together, we were in Montana. So this is called Stars. This is for my husband. Stars. I was thinking about stars and constellations, which took my mind to the Perseids, which brought me to you. It is said that we are made from the dust of stars. What a romantic thought. But when it is time for our star to burn out, how do we find our way home? Got to give you some snaps, props. <laughs> All right. We've got more students coming up, but uh, we're going to pull from the playlist. And I feel just kind of like this is a good moment for little Diana Ross. It's my house on KRCL 90.9. Voices Amplified. Little Diana Ross on KRCL 90.9. I'm Laura Jones, and you're listening to Radioactive. We're doing a victory lap with our Voices Amplified folks for the last semester. They've been taking over the show. Uh, rising journalists from Salt Lake Community College in Amplify, Utah, Marcy Uncancio, their professor and advisor, and the founder and executive director of Amplify Utah is with us. Thanks hey, for being here. Thank you. Also, we have Christian Martinez now and Johnny Tolstrup to share some clips with us. And the first one, I think this one is yours, Christian. And a story from, let me check, February 14th. It was actually the Valentine's Day show. And tell us about the story before we hear a clip from Jeva France. And it was really about Columbus in our community. Yeah, so in, the, uh, in South City, there's a community center called Columbus Center. Mm -hmm. uh, called, yeah, named after Christopher Columbus. And uh, Edward is a, or at the time when he had sent a letter to the city council, he was a high school student. Um, and he had expressed uh, some concern um, over the name and he believed that the name was not representative of the community that the, that the community center serves. Um, mm -hmm. So um, yeah. All right, so this is Jeva France though that we're talking Jeva with. Jeva France. Jeva France talking about 
how he got involved. And when we'll talk about community engagement as uh, a goal or an aim of journalism on the other side of this. Voices Amplified on KRCL. What about um, the community center name made you decide to kind of um, join that conversation? So coming from Haiti, um, I quickly realized that um, um, our perspective uh, of Christopher Columbus is widely different from um, like how Christopher Columbus is being perceived in Utah. And, and over the time, like in high school, uh, from my volunteering experience, I became um, uh, I became familiar with some of the faces um, um, and groups at the Columbus Center, and I did not hesitate to let them know that, like my feelings about uh, about the center and how I saw things. So it's kind of like that how it started. Right, and in the article, um, it mentions a letter that you decided to write um, to the city of South Salt Lake. Um, so tell me a little bit about what you um, stated in your letter. So it all started out, uh, so the, so I was invited as the guest speaker in a grand opening of the Best Buy Syntax Center um, at the Columbus Center. And and I had and like I like I like I like I told you guys, I've had like always um everyone that I meet over there, I always let them know about my feelings. And some of them came to me and they and they tell me like, why don't you write a letter? Maybe it takes um someone like me, like a youth, uh, uh to write a letter and maybe you never know like what you can get. So that's that's kind of what prompted me the most to write the letter. And I reached out to on uh, the council members at that time um, and the mayor and I and I basically let them know about my views and how I saw things. Jeva France talking about his uh, his quest to rename the Columbus Community Center, a story that was on a Voices Amplified edition of Radioactive on February 14th. Christian Martinez wrote about that for The Globe and also brought it onto the show with host Amy Schaefer. Christian, what do you think about journalism um, as a, a catalyst for social change? Um, solutions journalism is coming into vogue now. What do you think as a rising journalist, what the aims should or could be? I think for me, it's just to start a conversation. Um, and I think whatever change can come from that well, it has to be a story there first for conversation to be started. Um, so in the case of that story, um, um, I wonder if other people in the community had expressed uh, uh, concern. Uh, it's probably not the word concern, but like mm -hmm. um, just who didn't like the name of the center. And if Jeva hadn't come forward, I wonder if maybe other people would have been maybe not so comfortable with coming forward. But once he did... Um, you know, I found out about the story and I decided to write about it because I just found it really interesting. And I thought it would be a story worth telling to people within the community, but also outside the community. So I think in that way, just starting that conversation, I think that can engage people and just mm. to start more talking about it. Yeah. So what are you doing next? Is it still in journalism? Uh, well, I guess, what do you, what do you mean? You just like future projects or... Well, you got another gig. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I took the EIC role, the editor in chief role. Editor in chief yeah, at, at the Globe. At, at the Globe, the uh, Salt Lake Community College student newspaper. Um, so I'm excited for that. I, I will continue to write. Um, I'm working in a few stories now, but I'm just really excited for the role, and I'm okay. hoping to see what I can do with it. Fantastic. Johnny, set up the clip for us that you brought in, and it's from the February 7th show. Mm -hmm. which had a lot to do with polyamory, as I recall. Yeah, so the clip that we have for today, we had our guest, Amy Peterson, who uh, directed and created this documentary at Salt Lake Community College about polyamory here in Utah. And I was super excited to, you know, get into the segment because it's, it was just sort of a topic that I little I knew very, very little about going into the segment. So being able to explore that with someone that knew more about it and be able to get that information really kind of, for me, kind of, exemplify kind of the ethos of what Voices Amplified is, is to take these voices about things that we don't know as much about and really bring them to the forefront so that we can talk more about it. Voices Amplified on KRCL. How do you feel like Utah was able to develop this community for itself? Yeah, well, I, I guess I can start that and then turn over to Burke, but um, for 
myself, um, like I was saying, these kind of countercultures and these um, non-religious minorities that exist in Utah, I think try uh, try even harder to have our voices be heard um, because we are are part of this this like very specific uh, kind of culture here in Utah with the LDS Church, and so I think that it's not necessarily that there are more polyamorous people in Utah, um, though I can't speak from experience because I've only been polyamorous in Utah, um, I, but I think it's that the people here work hard to have our voices be heard and that we recognize the importance of being out and proud and not ashamed of who we are. Because uh, for myself, I I am bisexual and queer and it was hard for me living so many years uh, being LDS and feeling like I had to hide those parts of myself and feeling so much shame for that. And so now that I am practicing and having relationships in a way that is more true to myself, I want to be loud about that. And I want to tell people, and also a big reason why I was excited to make this documentary is that I wanted to let that voice be heard and help other polyamorous people have their voices be heard. But yeah, I think it just comes down to um, this community is uh, needs to support one another and because uh, we have to push back against uh, this religious majority. Filmmaker Amy Peterson from a Voices Amplified edition of Radioactive. And it was based on a story, Johnny, you were the host for that mm-hmm. episode of the show, but it was based on another story, right, in the Globe? Yeah, we were able to kind of, you know, tell that story in part at least because we had a written piece from Matt Didashane who wrote that story for the globe that we were able to build off of and with that segment you were a host a couple of times as I recall uh yes I was able to host two shows I I enjoy it I really enjoy being able to sit down and have conversations with Mm -hmm. people so being able to do that on the air just fits right in so what are you going to do next uh, I will be joining Christian on the editorial team at The Globe. I'll be joining as the uh, assignment editor there, so I'm really excited to do that and bring more stories to light and amplify some voices. Thanks, Johnny. Check tonight's show notes for a link to all the stories that we're recapping here. And now I'm going to pass the mic to another Voices Amplified student. My name is Valine Karachevich, and I am a student at Slick. My major is radio and TV production. Why are you interested in this field, Valine? I mean, when everything says that in a certain way, journalism is contracting and in another way, it's democratizing and everyone's a journalist. Well, I, why I chose this field or why I'm in it was actually, it just happened to be this is part of the curriculum. And I honestly had no idea journalism would be something I'd be interested in. And through the classes I've taken with Marcy and other professors at Slick. I've actually found out I kind of have a knack for it, but more importantly, I love hearing people's story and I love being able to experience it and then share that with others and kind of just amplify, excuse me, amplify that voice. Well, and the clip that you've chosen, well, and the clip that you've chosen to reflect on also speaks to your desire to pass that microphone broadly and specifically at the same time. Why don't you set this clip up for us? So this clip that I picked is from my Lunar New Year uh, segment I did when I had the chance to host on Radioactive. And um, the first first section I picked was with Dr. Zhao, a professor here at Slick of Psychology. And he's he's explaining about why it's important or what it looks like when people um, experience another culture for the first time. And he has a really interesting insight. And then the other is with student Anthony Dang of the University of Utah and actually experiencing the Lunar New Year Festival at Slick. Here we go. Dr. Zhao, in understanding the Lunar New Year, you have to understand the culture and the countries from which it originated, such as China. And sometimes I feel like in American understanding, sometimes there's so much contention around that due to social political issues. And what is it that you want for people's experience to be of the Chinese culture and China itself? So I highly encourage people to actually learn about China on their own terms, if possible. So that means if they can, uh, visit China ideally. Uh, An interesting trend I noticed when I I visited China previously, especially in recent years, is on your flight there to China, 
uh, you notice people feel very uncomfortable, uh, whether it's because of anxiety of going into a, so to speak, different country, or is because uh, uh, that they feel like immediately they're going to a place they don't want to go, maybe for business reason or whatever, but usually on the return flight, uh, I don't see any unhappy faces, right? Because they probably pick up something that they didn't think uh, they knew before. If that's not possible, right, at least learn about China on their own terms, meaning like try to find a third world media uh, and see how it portrays China. So that would be away from United States media, away from United Kingdom media, uh, because I think the media just regurgitates the same perception that existed 20, 50 years ago, and that's not accurate. Thank you, Dr. Zhao, for that awesome advice. And I think it's so important that if you want to know about something, you must experience it and not hear secondhand. And shifting here into actual celebrations, I had the chance to join the Lunar New Year celebrations that were coordinated between the local Asian student associations of Salt Lake Community College, Westminster College, and the University of Utah. Anthony Dang, a computer science major at the U, shared with me the significance of the Lunar New Year. Uh, organize this event and also kind of like a way for me to remind where I'm come from and my traditionals. It is really nice though. And then he shared what it meant to him and his community. This is the first year since COVID. Yes, last year we celebrated online, which is not that great. But we still do it because we don't want anyone to feel lonely during the holidays. And th- yeah, since it's like the first year we came out of COVID, there's a lot of uh, difficulties for us, but we managed it and then we're here today, we got it done. So it's successful today for, for us and for me personally. University of Utah student Anthony Dang and Salt Lake Community College Assistant Professor of Psychology, Dr. Zin Zhao, in conversation with rising journalist Valin Paratrovich, my guest right now, as we reflect on the class with Salt Lake Community College, The Globe, Radio, SLCC, and Voices Amplified. They took over Mondays for the last couple of months, and we're doing a clip show to to share their work, but also find out what's coming for the next generation of journalists. So, Valine, you were kind of surprised that you took to journalism, and in fact, you are now interning with KRCL, and you're a co-host of Living the Circle of Life, Sundays from 7 to 10 a.m. here on the on KRCL with Dave John. And that is a show that is indigenous powered. You and I partnered on a similar indigenous powered program for Thanksgiving last year. What have you found or what's took you by surprise about the power of this medium? I think when I thought radio, I thought music. I love music. I think everybody loves music, but I had no idea how much radio sparks important conversations insights and connects communities and I know sometimes that kind of sounds a little trite like community radio connects community but it really does like I put on a powwow uh, with the American um, Indian student leadership at Slick, and it was so exciting to hear multiple KRCL listeners coming up to us and I am letting us know oh we heard about you on the radio we heard your show or I listened to living the circle of life and it was like it was just amazing to see the outreach and the like, wow, community radio really does reach people and connects. I mean, they were there at the event showing up. And I mean, we need that after COVID and um, not being able to gather for two years. And it's like, it's bringing people back out again. So that to me is really, really inspiring to see and makes me want to keep going, especially as being a, a co-host on Living the Circle of Life, because it connects. It helps. It supports. Well, and increasingly over the last decade, we've been hearing quite a bit about it matters who is telling the story. So can you remind folks about why you want to be a storyteller and your own culture? Well, yeah, thank you for that, because I am um, indigenous to Alaska. I'm Alaska Native. I belong to the Tlingit, Aleut, and Athabascan nations. And so as an indigenous woman, that's very rare that I actually see... um, indigenous women out there now i would love to see more more indigenous storytellers and especially on this platform of radio or in media um but i really feel like we offer a unique perspective and another way to connect and how amazing that would be for other people who are non-native that want to connect with indigenous stories but then also even non-indigenous stories being told from an indigenous perspective is just as equally as important 
So let's pick a song. We uh, we did this throughout the run with you folks, which was to pair music with conversation. Is there something from the playlist that y'all built that you want to share? So this is my own personal song. Is that okay? Absolutely. Okay. So one of my own songs that um, I'm really, really digging lately is by Cleo Soul, S-O-L, and Rose in the Dark. What about this song does it for you? It's super inspiring because it talks about, it has, first off, I love 70s R&B and it has that great retro vibe, but the modernity of now. And it also um, speaks to what it's like to move through trials and challenges and to know that you come out on the other side um, brighter and able to help and connect with more people. It's super inspiring. All right, you got it. Rose in the Dark, Cleo Sol on KRCL 90.9. Radioactive and Voices Amplified. Step in here on Cleo Sol because we got one more clip on the Voices Amplified Amplified final takeover of Radioactive. I'm Laura Jones. Marcy Uncancio, professor at the Community College, founder and director of Amplify Utah with us to wrap things up. And we got one more student. One more. And I am really excited to play this clip and welcome Sean Stetson to Radioactive. Thanks for being here. Thank you for saving the best for last. Absolutely. <laughs> you were on last Monday and I made you talk, caught you off guard. So what did you learn about doing about yourself from doing this show? Well, I think I sound a lot better live than I do reading a script <laughs> like a robot. So I'm definitely interested in doing that a lot more. Oh, my gosh. All right. So you're a sports guy. I am. And you got to talk to a Bruins basketball coach. And you were really nervous because you wanted to ask about the season and how it turned out, which wasn't so hot, right? Yes. Uh, Christopher Killen, Coach CJ. Uh, I think I benefited from the being so far away from them losing in the national championship game because he had a lot more time to think about it. But had I asked him right when they had lost on the floor, I don't think I would have received a very good answer. Asking the tough questions. Yeah. Here we go. Here's the clip. Voices amplified. Now, I don't mean to harp on the loss, but like you said, all those games were really close. And I got to be honest, I was watching it myself and it just seems like the team ran out of gas. What's the vibe in the in the locker room? What's going on? How do you, I don't mean to harp on it, but. No, it's okay. It's it's obviously a valid uh, question and, and one we've asked ourselves as well. But we, um, you know, we played 11 guys pretty consistently throughout the season. So our hope was that our depth would, you know, give us the, the, the opportunity to get to that game and still have the legs and the, the you know, the stamina to, to play at a high level like we expected. And and I'm not sure we ran out of gas um, physically, I think mentally and emotionally, um, the three games being so tight and so close like they were, I think maybe those two areas, we were a little more drained than we were physically. Um, but as you know, those are all factors in, in how we do things in life and, and the emotional part of it um, was really hard to, to, to recharge and, and play that last game. And I think you saw that by how they came out and had a great start to the game. And we uh, quite frankly had the worst, worst half we played all year long. Coach Killen, men's basketball team, the Bruins, Salt Lake Community College, in conversation with student journalist Sean Stetson. And I could, I remember you working up to this question on the show, which was, let's see, it was uh, March 28th, because they had such high hopes, were doing so well in the finals, and, and then just ran out of gas. And asking that hard question was tough for you. Why? Well, I mean, it's just, it was uncomfortable. But yeah. as a journalist, I realized this semester you have to be good with asking uncomfortable questions to get yeah. answers so it's not personal they're coming to this they're coming to the table they got to know they're going to get asked about that he was very gracious though and i've already opened a line of communication with them this summer we're going to talk bruins basketball recruiting so i'm excited for that and yeah what do you want to do well i have accepted the digital editor digital editor position at the globe this summer so you're sticking with it i'm sticking with it gonna learn more thanks to marcy yeah got Johnny and Christian to help me through it. So yeah. I'm you know, excited. You guys are in what I call J school and I did all on the job learning. And the thing I learned was I get to ask whatever question I want. And then sometimes you can be unaware of if it's making people uncomfortable. So kudos to you for asking the tough question, but building a rapport with someone you want to cover again, but in a, in a you know constructively critical way. 
Yeah, I'm, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I'm just happy that he's okay with uh, still working with me because I still I, I harping on it. I, yeah. I just hear harping and just uh, yeah. I'm I'm excited to learn more though. Yeah. So. In all fairness, coaches are prepared for journalists to ask them what went wrong when yeah. things go so clearly wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I was prepared. <laughs> so, uh. Well, good job. Thank you so much, everyone, for coming in and sharing. And Christian, you're the editor in charge moving forward over at the Globe at the Community College and asking t- tough questions, getting your your stable of reporters to ask tough questions. Is something you got to do. Where do you think the fourth estate is going for you and your generation of reporters? Fourth estate. That's what we call the journalists. <laughs> um, well, I mean, working with uh, Amplify Utah, um, I guess, I mean, personally for me in my writing, and I hope maybe the writing of some of the other staff writers, I hope we do more representative uh, journalism, as Marcy likes to say, and I also like to say. So for me, that's where it's at okay. right now, and I will see where it heads in, in the future. Well, let me extend an invitation, Marcy, yeah. to you and Thank all your you. team to come in over the summer, bring the stories that they're gathering, and let's amplify them here on Radioactive. We would love it. And Christian's in a unique spot because in addition to being the editor of The Globe, he's also a board member with Amplify Utah. So we are um, really kind of leaning into his uh, expertise, his, you know, excited to run with that a little more. But I do want to make sure that we say before we say goodbye, shout out to Jay, uh, I'm sorry, to Zay Angel Alvarez, to Ariel Witterberg, and to Amy Kramer, who are also part of the Voices Amplified Utah team, or the Voices Amplified team this semester. Just couldn't make it on the show tonight. It was a ton of fun, and I hope we're going to do it again. In fact, we're going to go out and... Uh talk about this right what we're going to do next what is your goal with amplify utah with your 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 role as the mentor for the next generation of members of the fourth state well i hope to just keep growing what we're doing i mean a lot of this work has been done through solid community college but utah is a big state and we want to get students and community journalists involved from every corner of the state so we're talking to weaver state to utah state to the university of utah uh, and would really like to expand that to all of the schools. Get and some Amplify Utah chapters going yeah, on. Yeah, just get ampli- really amplifying all of Utah, not just the Northern Salt Lake area. We have about 30 seconds left, so why don't you share the message of Amplify Utah and how people can get involved in your nonprofit? Sure. So Amplify Utah is focused on increasing representative journalism in local media through student journalists and community voices, helping amplify those voices of diversity, inclusion, and Um, an equity that we might not normally see. We publish with media partners like the Salt Lake Tribune, Westview Media, KRCL through this show on Radioactive. And to get involved, you can follow us on our social channels. We're on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Amplify Utah, or you can visit us at amplifyutah.org, where you can sign up for our newsletter uh, and and stay in touch. We're doing great things, and we want the community involved because it it is... really so cool to see the um, impact that some of these stories are making. Check tonight's show notes for links to Amplify Utah, all the stories and storytellers we talked about. And with this evening, I'm Laura Jones on behalf of everyone here at Radioactive and KRCL. Have a great night. Thanks for listening and plugging into your community. Radioactive only on KRCL 90.9. KRCL, Salt Lake City.